everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is called, You Chose Her. Here we go. I convinced myself that I was over you. Why did I avoid telling myself the truth? Reality now setting in, realizing that closure never happened. Time didn't heal this broken heart. I'm hating so much that we are apart. I sit here wiping away the tears, approaching yet another year of you with her and me with him. Tell me, how did this happen? I imagined us together still, but that's fantasy and it's not real. My hopes for brighter days went away when you chose her instead of me. Wow, how have y'all been? My mother is still in the hospital. She's doing better. To God be all the glory. So for anyone who has prayed a fervent, fervent, can't even get the word out, fervent, (laughs) and righteous prayer for my mother, I thank you in advance for that. Anytime that you are going through a process of healing on any level, it can be a bit challenging, but you just got to keep an open mind and an open heart. And so it's been a very, very emotional day on so many different levels, but I believe that it is necessary for not just my mother's healing, but for my healing as well. And everyone involved. It's not just us two. It's everyone. Everyone involved. And so please continue those righteous and fervent prayers because I believe that not only a physical healing is taking place. I believe a spiritual and emotional healing is taking place as well. And so it is necessary. So today I wanted to talk about, I know that the, (laughs) I know that the poem was entitled, You Chose Her. And I'm sure that there are a lot of women in this world that can truly testify to the fact that they were not his choice. And I remember being a part of a conversation where me and another I just feel like she and I are going to end up being like really, really close friends. (laughs) But right now, she's just an acquaintance of mine and we just have kindred spirits. But she was saying how you cannot allow the fact that he chose her to take away from who you are. And we kind of dug deep in terms of that. Um, Because a lot of times, anytime that let's say you do fall in love with someone, your head over heels, love them to pieces, can't imagine your life without them. 
And then one day you look up and it's like, I feel like you don't love me anymore. I don't know what happened. I thought the feelings were mutual. And then you realize that he chose her. And then, yes, it will make you feel some type of way. Um, one particular incident, incident that stands out in my mind is when I was involved with someone who I literally saw spending the rest of my life with. It didn't matter how much mess he and I went through. In my mind, every time we were breaking up, I always saw us making up. So I never took the breakups that much to heart. But then there was a day. Oh, there was a day. And I remember going and seeing the very person that he had been convincing me that was quote unquote, and you say he's just a friend. She was more than a friend. And they had just got done doing the do. And I'm over here thinking I'm about to go see my boo. And to see that whole situation unfold right before my eyes, you do have a moment that you might fall into temporary insanity because it happened to me so I know it to be true and I literally I just saw red because I had given my heart to this individual believing in my heart that the feelings were mutual that they were reciprocated but what I failed to calculate and my making this assumption is that when I hurt him, where I thought he had forgiven me, that did not happen. So when I hurt him, although his actions were showing that we had reconciled to a certain extent, behind my back, he was developing a whole other relationship. Quite frankly, he knew he was through with me. I just didn't get the memo. By the time I got the memo, I saw red. And so he chose her. And then I remember at one point I was like, huh, maybe I could get him back. And what I recall was, when I made him try to like, I was trying to get him to choose me. So I made him make a choice and he chose her literally like in my face. And he said, you know that, that you're feeling right now? That right there, what you're feeling right now. That's how I felt when you chose him. Yeah, we do reap what we sow. We do reap what we sow. We may not always see it coming. We may not always know how it's going to happen, how it's going to manifest. But we do reap what we sow. And I'm not saying that how he handled the situation was indirect, even though he made it seem as if it was. My reaping could have came in a, in a totally different way. That could have been his interpretation, what he could control. 
But then there could have been something else that transpired in my life where he had no control of, but it was me reaping what I sowed. And maybe that's the reason why I share the way I do is because there was a lot of things that I did partly out of cockiness, partly out of vanity, partly out of ignorance. But nevertheless, I still did them. And so maybe somebody could learn from my mistakes. At least that's what I'm hoping. That you don't make the same mistakes that I did or whenever you see the signs that you pay attention to the writing on the wall. That you don't ignore the things that are set before you. Because a lot of situations are reconcilable. I remember when one of my best friends said that. And she was like, Teresa, is it reconcilable? Because you do know what irreconcilable differences means, right? That there's no resolution whatsoever. That you cannot foresee a resolution at all. Whether it be now or in the future. So you're telling me that this marriage is irreconcilable? Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Yep, no repairing that. Now, those are two different situations. Don't try to bring them together because it was two different situations I'm talking about, okay? If you're trying to, like, calculate. No, it's two different situations. <laughs> the person that I literally saw him choose is not the reason why I'm no longer married, okay? Because it's two different people. <laughs> okay, so, but I literally... Going through that whole experience, going through what it felt like to truly get my heart broken. First, I had very irrational thoughts. Like my first reflex was anger. I was just angry. Then when I started to process what I had gone through and what I was losing, then it hit me like this was not going to be a breakup to makeup scenario he had truly tr chosen her to the full extent of choosing her and then I was crushed because I was like I had trained myself that girl if y'all break up y'all gonna make up you'll be just fine you put it on a real good y'all be just fine you'll be giggling and holding hands and all that good stuff later but then when it didn't happen and it's like, what? You don't want me no more? You playing. Quit playing. Get on over here, boy. And he was like, depart from me. I do not know you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. But I learned later on that even in rejection, yeah, I see God's protection. But I've also learned that there are certain things that you never say when you are angry. One reason is because you can never take them back. 
So you've got to learn how to argue, not even argue, let's not even use that. Let's kind of take that out the equation. You have to learn how to have a discussion and do it rationally, level head with a level head to be amicable. You got to learn how to do that so that you don't spew out poison in your anger. The Bible says, be angry, but do not sin. So a lot of times, this is just my personal opinion. I believe anger manifests when we've held things in for so long. It's the small foxes that spoil the vine. So if you hold on to something for a long, long time, and you're meditating on those thoughts or you're meditating on that action and then when you finally get an opportunity to speak you're spewing poison because you had all that time to let it fester you had all that time to let it build up and then when it finally comes out now you're angry. You're angry because it took you so long to speak up. You're angry because you got to bring it up. You're angry because it happened to you to begin with. You're angry because you let it happen. You're angry because you didn't say anything then. And so now when you finally say it, it's under the wrong type of energy. It's on the wrong frequency and it causes so much damage emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically. It causes so much damage. And sometimes you don't even see the repercussions of what it is that you said in anger until days later. It may be months later. It may even be years later. And then it's like, you're like, where did this come from? I didn't even know you felt this way. Yeah, you did. You knew. How could I have known? We never talked about it. No, you knew. You knew. So now you're thinking for me. All right. You're right. I knew. No, I didn't know. <laughs> so, things not to say when we are angry. One, I don't love you anymore. Can you imagine you have made up in your mind that come rain, sleet, snow, fog, whatever, that this person that you're waking up to every day, that this is the person that you have consciously decided that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And one day, out of nowhere, you hear, I don't love you anymore. 
Just hearing those words, doesn't it do something to your soul? Well, then if it does something to your soul, imagine what it would do to the person that you love. And so you may not love the person in that moment. You may not like the person in the moment, but this is where you apply wisdom. And you don't say something that you'll live to regret. The next one. I'm not attracted to you anymore. Hmm. Well, I'm not attracted to you either anymore. You don't look like you did 15 years ago, boo. But I would never say that to you. And so you have to keep that in mind. I've heard a lot of couples where they will say, Teresa, I know he don't, I know he's not into me. Girl, he don't even look at me the same way. It doesn't matter what I do, what I put on, he won't even look in my direction. Or, she doesn't say it, Teresa, but um, something ain't right. She's still contacting old boy. I don't say nothing. I let her be grown. I let her do whatever. You know, she her own person. But why is she still contacting old boy? Have you asked her? Yeah. She said they just, you know, she bonded with his family. They're just really good friends. Hmm. So I let her have it, but part of me feels like she's just not attracted to me anymore. Oh, but if you heard her say it, if you heard her say it, that would change a lot. So just be glad you haven't heard her say that. Next one. I will never forgive you. That word never we can't even add an extra hair on our heads. I mean, we can if we do weave, but I'm talking about real hair, okay? Yeah. We can't add another second to a day, another hour to a day. We can't do that. We cannot determine how long it's going to take us to heal. But saying that you'll never forgive someone, that's kind of like putting a curse on yourself. Because if you don't forgive them, then doesn't that mean that the people that you've offended, they don't have to forgive you? I'm just saying. I don't trust you this is the next one. Now, I will say this. There are certain situations where someone has truly violated the trust in the relationship. I have heard of certain people 
stepping outside of their relationship, taking unnecessary videos, and their primary boo, boo catching them on these videos. Now, if you choose as the primary boo to remain in that relationship, honey, I already know, trusting is gonna be very, very hard after you've seen something so graphic as that. But even if you think it, I'm never gonna trust him again. I'm never gonna trust her again. Can you try not to tell them that to their face? I'm never gonna trust you again. Because let me tell you how I've heard men say, not all, but a lot of them think. If you accuse them of doing something that they're no longer doing, and if you do it long enough, then eventually what they will do, it's like have doing a, having a self-fulfilled prophecy. Eventually, what they will do is exactly what you accuse them of. Because when you initially did it, you had remorse, maybe. I'm putting maybe off in there because not everybody that cheats has remorse. But you may have had remorse and made up in your mind, you know what? I was dog wrong for doing what I did. This is a good man. This is a good woman. So let me go ahead and walk the straight and narrow path. But the primary woman could be so hurt and so devastated that your best efforts aren't good enough for her or him. To the point that you could literally make a promise within yourself that no matter what, I'm going to stay committed to this relationship until after you've heard, I know you're still cheating on me. I know you're still cheating on me. I know you're still cheating on me. And that's the recording that she constantly plays or he constantly plays in your head. I know you're still cheating on me. I know you're still cheating on me. Then eventually you're like, you think I'm already doing it. So let me just go ahead and save me the headache because you're accusing me anyway. And just go on and do it. Because it doesn't matter how faithful that I've chosen to be with you. And I haven't even stepped out on you in months. And I wasn't even thinking about stepping out on you again. Because I realized I almost lost you the first time. But since you're accusing me of doing the very thing I am not. Let me go on and make this a reality for you. I know you're still cheating on me. I know you're still cheating on me. Mm. Well, keep playing that record. Because guess what? He may never tell you. She may never tell you. But now you have literally prophesied that so much that it is a reality. And now he is cheating on you. And now she is cheating on you. So, even if you don't trust them, 
Don't say it out loud. Keep that to yourself. Just do yourself a favor. Keep it to yourself. Don't tell them, I don't trust you. Now, you might change some things about that situation so that you can make sure that that same hurt that you felt when you saw that video, that you never put yourself in a position to, for that foolery again, you can do that. But don't tell them, I don't trust you because it does something to them when they hear it, especially men. I can't stand you. That's another one. So you've been with me all this time. And I find out. I heard it through the grapevine. No, I really heard it from your mouth. You can't stand me. Hmm. Okay. All right. So where do we go from here? Yeah, I need to know. The next one. That's why I'm sleeping with somebody else. Oh my God, y'all don't do that, please. When you get upset, do not play that card. Especially if you know you ain't sleeping with nobody. Especially if you know you are not even entertaining being in a relationship or having an extramarital anything. Or don't even try to use that card. Do you know the seeds that you plant in your significant other's mind when you use that card and you're not even doing it it may seem cute in a rehearsal on television but in real life honey that kind of stuff will get you killed protect yourself and your relationship and your mind and theirs too and don't do this this is foolishness all because you're angry. Well, I just wanted to see how you would react. You might not want to see how they react. Because they may be burying you two weeks later. I'm just saying. Some things we should just stop doing. That's one of them. Don't tell nobody that you're sleeping with somebody else and you know you're not. Don't be writing your obituary for play play. That's not fair. That's not right. Do better. Please and thank you. The next one. I can't wait for you to die. Y'all better stop that. Y'all better stop that. Remember, these are things not to say when you're angry. Don't ever wish death on anyone. Trust me, I've been there. There's a, a few people. That I literally had a moment where I was like, you know what? It might be time for you to go ahead and meet Jesus. And then I thought about it. I'm not God. I'm just made in his image. Let me sit my butt down. I cannot. I will not. Because that same energy could come right back to me. I don't want that in my life. I'm not about that life. Next one. Your sex is horrific, terrible, or trash. Y'all better stop telling your lovers that. There's a way for you to speak the truth in love. Honey, that ain't it. 
Figure out a way to teach your partner what you want them to learn without crushing their spirit. Please, thank you. And last but not least, that's why I should have married so-and-so instead of you. Lord, help your people, please. Just help them. Help your people. I promise you, this is not cute, nor is it healthy, and it sure is not wise. There's a way for you to be real with people without going for the jugular. If you don't know how to communicate properly, you can always take communication classes or courses to improve in that area so that you are not speaking poison to the people that you love just because you're angry. It falls under the same umbrella. Do not make permanent decisions based off of a temporary circumstance. It falls under that same umbrella. So be angry and do not sin. Please and thank you. This is going to end my episode on tonight. However, before I am completely finished, I have to read a letter. I've got to read a letter to my future hubby. It is dated April the 1st, 2021. Dear future hubby, so today is considered April Fool's Day. However, what I am not going to do is be anybody's fool. Last night, as I was on Clubhouse, we had an open dialogue about cheaters. There was a young man who tried to convince us of his foolery and nonsense, truly trying to convince us that his perspective was the way all men think. Of course, I had to beg to differ. Although there are circumstances where a lot of people will try to blame another person at the end of the day, whenever anyone has an affair, nobody made them do it. Truth is, they did it because they wanted to. Period. We've got to stop playing the blame game and begin to own our ish. Accountability. That's what it's called. Let's work on being more accountable for our own actions. Because just like a person has the capacity to cheat, guess what? They also have the capacity to stay loyal and faithful. I love you, love Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning or afternoon whenever it is that you hear this message, this episode. However, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.